All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What VR. Today, we have special guest with us today, Leslie Bergeron from the St. Elizabeth Foundation. How are you, Leslie? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. Awesome. Well, appreciate you carving out some time. I know it's real important what you guys are doing um, to dive in and just, you know, get into it. Um, for everybody, this is going to be very informative, very information, you know, a lot of good information here. And we're going to try to, you know, boil it down concise and make it easy for everybody. Um, but for anybody who doesn't know, what is St. Elizabeth Foundation? St. Elizabeth Foundation is a nonprofit non-sectarian licensed adoption agency for the state of Louisiana. Our main mission is to help any women that are struggling with an unplanned or a crisis pregnancy and thinking about making an adoption plan. And so what we do for women who are at least considering adoption, we provide options counseling for free without any pressure, any commitment. Um, and then if they do decide to enroll in our program and go forward with an adoption plan, we provide them the support that they need throughout their pregnancy um, and throughout the delivery and the adoption placement. We also can continue providing counseling support for free for life. And so that's a big part of our goal. We are a birth mother driven organization. We want to make sure that our birth mothers are set up to be in a better place going forward and to have a better and more hopeful future. We also provide all the adoption services for adopting families as well. Wow, lifetime, that's a, that's a big commitment. Yeah. So tell me, you know, what is, you know, how does the process work? If someone, you know, like you said, is, you know, unplanned crisis, pregnancy, you know, and they're going, where do I turn? You know, obviously they're probably their first turn is Google. You know, and then right. that probably can lead down a path that maybe is not 100% information, not necessarily correct information. Maybe you just send them on this wild chase and you're getting mixed messages all over the place. You know, what is through working with you guys, you know, for, you know, adopting families and or, you know, birth, you know, parents. So the, it can start the same for either one, for birth parents or adopting families. It just simply starts with contacting us. And that could be through a phone call or it can be through our website. Um, if someone does Google us or adoptions in Louisiana, they should be able to find the St. Elizabeth website. And there is a form that they could fill out online to contact us directly or just to simply call us. And we are available pretty much 24 seven um, whenever somebody needs. And after that initial phone call, We'll set up an appointment with a birth mother with one of our case managers to explain the process. Because just like you said, there's a lot of confusion or maybe even misinformation out there about how the process works. So our case manager would take the time to sit down with our birth parents and really explain the process and explain to them that they are the ones in charge. And so they get to kind of dictate how the process will look for them. Um, you know, what kind of support they are looking for, how much counseling they are hoping to have, uh, what kind of adoption plan they are wanting, and then what kind of uh, communication they are wanting with the family and adopted child after the placement takes place. And so we will walk them through that process, kind of hold their hand throughout the whole process. And then we do provide a matching service. So whatever the birth mother or birth parents are looking for, as far as an adoptive family or type of plan, we'll match them with an adoptive family 
that fits their criteria and kind of help them meet and get to know each other and move forward with the placement. What for, you know, I'm, for my ignorance and, every, you know, what are some of those options? You mentioned, you know, what the, you know, birth mother wants, what the families want, you know, some of the options that they have, like, is it's not always, you know, you just, you know, the child goes for adoption and then everybody parts ways. Right. And from what I'm saying, there's other ways that this, you know, that they can stay in touch, different things, you know, what do you see commonly? Yeah. So there are three types of adoption plans. And um, the first one is a closed adoption plan in a closed adoption. It's completely confidential. There will be no shared information from the birth family to the adoptive family. Even as an agency, we would never give out the birth family's personal information. Um, we would keep that completely confidential and there would be no communication going forward. They might choose to share their medical information with the adoptive family, which could be extremely helpful. So we do encourage that. Um, but there would be no communication afterwards. The second type of plan is a semi-open adoption plan. And in a semi-open, St. Elizabeth Foundation helps to facilitate communication between the birth parents and the adoptive family. And that communication can look like email updates, letters, phone calls, videos, gifts, or we can even help set up an in-person visit or a reunion years later. Um, the third type, and I will say that semi-open is by far the most common plan for St. Elizabeth Foundation, but everybody's mm -hmm. adoption is unique. And so the third type of plan is a completely open plan where the birth family and the adoptive family have direct contact with one another, and they've together made up a plan of how they want to do communication or visits or decide what type of relationship the birth parent will have with the adopted child. Okay, so it is. There's three options and kind of goes. What I was doing a little bit of kind of digging around beforehand and was trying to see there was a term that kept getting thrown around like self identified, you know, adoptions. Is that, do you guys get involved in that? If I was reading it correctly, it's almost like people have kind of made the decision. They know what they're going to do. It's almost they need a facilitator at that point. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like I said earlier, we can provide the matching process between birth parents and adoptive families, but a self-identified adoption is when the matching process has already been done. They are coming to us, the birth mother already has an adoptive family, or the adoptive family already knows their birth mother. And so they are just coming to us so that we can help facilitate the process. Just like you said, we can help with um, the counseling, the home study process that has to be done for the adoptive family, all the legal process, we can make sure all of that is taken care of in the right way. And you mentioned a home study right there. What is, what's a home study? Is that like a home inspection on a new buy? You know, not like buying a house, right? <laughs> it's kind of similar. The home study process is for the adoptive family. Um, they have to have visits by a licensed clinical social worker in Louisiana to make sure that their home is ready and safe for a child. Okay. So we're not just winging it at this point. That's good. No, our so, families are well screened. They have to pass um, interviews, applications, background checks. They go through an education process and this home study process. So it does take a while for them. Now is when you said that they've got to go through, are you finding 
you know, what, what scale is heavier? You know, is it there's more, you know, mothers looking for, you know, to place, you know, children for adoption or is it more families looking, you know, or is it, are we kind of balanced, you know, these days? Um, I would say that there are more families looking to adopt than um, children that are available for adoption. But we always, whatever situation comes our way, we always have a family who's open, willing, and ready to take that child. Mm. Speaking of situations, we are obviously in the middle of 2020, which is I'm at, at this point between COVID and hurricanes and everything else under the sun. It's, you know, crazy, but is, does this, is COVID actually, you know, obviously you guys would be taking precautions on everything to begin with. We're sending background screen, all that kind of stuff, but you know, from a, COVID perspective, does that change anything or is it, you know, do you get into, you know, is it quarantine periods, you know, that kind of thing? Well, we, we've had to take the necessary precautions. Like you've said, we wear masks whenever necessary, practice social distancing as much as we can. Um, we've utilized virtual visits as much as possible, but as far as adoptions go, the good news is that COVID-19 has not stopped adoptions or the finalization process from being completed in the same time frame that it would have been prior to COVID-19. I was going to say, this was kind of where I was going with it next on the, you know, the finalization, or I guess that's the legal side of it. You've got to have the courts, you know, step in. And so they're still, they're still rolling cases through, even though maybe they're not necessarily open, I guess. Is family court open? Is that family court? <laughs> We've had to do a lot of Zoom court sessions, but it's still rolling, still going. Well, that's good to hear. Mm -hmm. So, Jeff, one of the things, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to you know, kind of have you come talk to us about all this is we're a few days away from November, which is, you know, the national, national, can't even talk today, national adoption awareness, you know, month. So is that, do you see... Yeah, everything has a month nowadays, you know, it's, this is, you know, this month and everybody's got a 5k run. Do you find it that, you know, month that helps, you know, awareness for you guys? Does it actually, do you see an uptick in calls, you know, or is it, you know, more families that are showing up or is it just more, we're doing a lot of educating and then maybe it kind of trickles its way back, you know, January, February, March, we start seeing some kind of, I don't know if I'd want to say uptick in the numbers, but you know, it's something we've got to track. Yeah, we we hope that it helps spread awareness and just advocacy about what adoption looks like today as opposed to 20 or 30 years ago, because it has changed. It's far more open um, than it used to be. And so that's kind of our main goal is to help spread awareness in the community about adoption and what it really does look like. Um, and for us, the way we choose to celebrate, like I mentioned earlier, we are a very birth mother oriented organization. So for November, we choose to celebrate by honoring our birth mothers. And this year we are hosting a birth mother picnic in November, just as a chance to have any and all of our birth mothers come together, share a meal, just celebrate with one another um, and really celebrate their decision to make an adoption plan because it is a loving choice. It is a selfless choice that they made, whether it was a year ago or 15 years ago, they did something very selfless to put their child's needs above their own. And so we wanna take a minute to honor that. And uh, we do encourage our adoptive families 
to do something to honor their birth parents at home, whether that if they have an open or semi-open plan, maybe send their birth mother an update, maybe send some pictures, or at least talk about it with their children to honor the decision that their birth parent made specifically for them. That's got to be you know, one of the hardest decisions to make, you know, I would think, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, you could, I don't know, I'm running through kind of in my head thinking, you know, what decision would be harder? You know, I can't imagine that many more, you know, you can always decide, you know, they say marriage is a big thing, you know, but mm-hmm. half of them don't make it, you know, so it's obviously not that big of a decision, it seems like, unfortunately. But, you know, on something like this, is that, is that the process that we were talking about? You know, people are calling and you guys are just the counseling and really making sure that, you know, someone, I don't want, by any means want to say it's not an emotional decision, but there is got, there's some, it's emotional, but there's logic, you know, and really kind of making sure that someone's not just reacting or, you know, and really helping them through that. And I can imagine it goes both ways, you know, and then how does, how does somebody, how does somebody know? You know, or where is it, you know, when someone, you know, because obviously you've got a time, you've got a ticking clock at this point too. It's not something you can just, well, I'll not worry about this next month. You know, at some point you've got to make that decision, right? Right. And it is a huge decision and it's, it's never entered into lightly. And that is a huge part of the counseling process to figure out why are you making this plan? Why are you making this decision or why are you even considering this decision? And so it is a huge decision Mm -hmm. and it's always made because of love and selflessness. It's never, um, we've never really seen a woman just say, I just don't want my child. You know, they're doing it because they feel like this is what is necessary and it's what is the absolute best decision for them and for their child to provide a life that they couldn't for their child. And like I said, I'm ignorant to this, but is there, you know, is there a window that people are working within, you know, if someone, you know, if a birth mother, you know, is it ever too late? I guess, you know, is that a, I'm asking the ignorant questions, but I'm hoping that they'll help, you know, from education and awareness. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm really glad that you asked it. It's never too late. And so St. Elizabeth Foundation does specialize in infant adoptions. So we are, um, I guess, in a way, hoping that you, a birth mother would reach out to us while she is pregnant so we can kind of help her through her pregnancy and just offer that support through the pregnancy and through delivery. But it's absolutely never too late we can receive a hospital call while a woman is in labor right after a baby is born months after a baby is born. Even if the child is already two or three years old, we are licensed to perform adoption placements, even at toddler age. And uh, we, like I said, we always have families who are open and willing to accept any situation. And you mentioned earlier, you guys are 24 seven, you know, is that, 24 seven, you know, we're on call for that hospital call, or is that, you know, if there's, you know, a mother who's 2am just can't sleep and pacing the house and trying to figure out what she's going to do, is she able to reach out, you know, to you guys or. Yeah, it's our office is 24 seven for hospital calls, but once a birth mother is entered into our program and she's working one-on-one with a case manager, she contacts her case manager as much as she needs for whatever kind of support she's looking for. 
That's amazing. Well, it's amazing work you guys are doing, but it's also gut wrenching hard work. You know, I can imagine too, at the same time. Um, we want everyone in Louisiana to know about us, that we are here, that we are available to help um, anywhere within the state of Louisiana, and also that the community can help us. They can be involved just by advocating for adoption as a positive and loving alternative to abortion or even to parenting before someone is ready to be a parent. That adoption is a positive and loving choice. Um, and also the community can always help us through donations. Our donations go directly towards the care and support of our birth mothers. And our donations can be made through our website, which is stelizabethfoundation.org. Um, we actually just launched a new website in July and it has lots of great information about adoption and what it really does look like today. Question for some reason, it just popped in my head. Um, and I'll probably get the actual numbers, the statistics wrong. You know, I haven't heard, skip that one, but joining a gym, I'm gonna bring this will make sense hopefully in a second. But the numbers were, you know, statistically, if you go to join a gym, you know, you're 46%, you know, likely to drop out, you know, within the first you know, month or two, you just, you don't stick with it. Now, whether they keep paying for it or not, I don't know, but roughly it was 46% of people, you know, will just fail. But if you join the gym with a friend, the likelihood of, you know, dropping out or bailing drops all the way down to less than 10%, you know, chance. It's that commitment that you've made, you know, with somebody else. And the reason why I'm trying to tie this back into, you know, what you guys are doing, I can imagine, you know, whether it be the phone calls or talking to somebody and it's the, well, I'm asking, you know, it's the, I'm asking for a friend, you know, it's for the person who's, you know, maybe that birth mother who ha is not ready to take that step or you guys either, you know, able to a buddy system, you know, help them with that friend where they can kind of, maybe they're not both going through the exact same thing, but they're more comfortable with a friend, you know, that can help them through it. Or is it, you know, Hey, we'll, even if they're not even ready to go that far, we'll talk to that friend because that's the only way we can proxy until we can get information until, you know, maybe she's ready. Is that a possibility, you know, or. Are you asking if, if we are the buddy or if we could help pair them with a, with a birth mother in a similar situation? Well, I'm thinking you know, you've got a birth mother and her best friend and the birth mother's not ready to reach out and make the call to you, but you know, her best friend is calling you and you're able to get information and they kind of relay it and kind of trying to work her into this, get you in the door. And then when she can get the birth mother in the door, you know, is she allowed to stay, you know, with, and you kind of walk, you know, kind of help them together because that's, you know, her best friend. I'm just picturing maybe that makes it a little bit easier for someone. Yeah. Yeah. I understand now. And that does happen on occasion where a friend will call or maybe even um, a parent will call on behalf of a woman who is pregnant and considering adoption if she's not quite ready to make that phone call herself. And so what we'll do then is get the information and then we'll reach out to um, the potential birth mother directly and see if she's willing to come in for a meeting. And then she is welcome to bring whoever she wants as a support person with her, whether that's a friend or family member, or even the birth father, if he is involved, they can come in together to get all of the information, um, and get, uh, 
kind of that walkthrough of what the process is together. As far as her counseling goes, she would have to go through that process by herself. But we do offer counseling to birth fathers as well. So if it were a couple who were together, I just wanted to make sure that that was known that our birth fathers would get some of the same benefits as our birth mothers during the adoption process if he is actively involved with the birth mother. He would have access to unlimited counseling as well. Gotcha. And I'm glad we connected back because I did have one question, you know, and it's the hard way. Does someone, you know, you mentioned in the very beginning that it's, you know, there's no pressure, there's nobody's, you know, pushing, it's, you know, you're, you know, mother focused, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes we get down, we go down a path and we get so far down and it's almost like you don't want to turn around because you feel bad because you wasted someone's time, but this is completely different. Is there, at what point, you know, if a birth mother says, you know, look, I want to place, you know, my child, I want to go through this. Is there a point of no return where it's like, you know, look, you've committed to this. And if they change their mind, you know, is it, is there a certain, you know, is there a marker, is there milestones where it's like, no, look, you've made this commitment, you've got to see it through, or are they able to make that decision? You know, I just, I don't know the answer, I guess. And maybe if you can tell me, I'll tell you where I was coming from with that. <laughs> yeah, there is a point of no return, um, but it's not until 72 hours after delivery. And so the birth mother has the right to change her mind at any point in the process after enrolling in our program. Enrolling in our program is in no way a commitment to her adoption plan. And so we, we want our birth mothers to be completely open and honest with us about how they're feeling because we are in no way trying to convince anyone to make an adoption placement for their baby. That's not our goal. We want to be there to help if that is what she wants, if that is what she desires, we want to make that process smooth and easy and possible for her. We're not trying to convince her. We're trying to help her. And so for her, if she has decided for sure that this is what she wants to do, then 72 hours after delivery of the baby, um, she would sign what is called a surrender of parental rights. And after she signs that piece of paper, it is binding. She can no longer change her mind about the placement. Okay. That's, I didn't know that answer, but I thought that sounded, that sounded more of what I was guessing. But the point, what I was getting for is exactly what you said. If someone's considering, you know, even if they're saying I've got a 10% chance and I just don't know what I don't know, mm -hmm. still make the call to you guys. You'll help them all the way through. You know, it's like you said, it's not, the goal is not, you know, to, you know, move these adoptions, you know, we're not trying to move needles, we're trying to support the mothers. And so if they just need the education, they can come in and talk to you guys for six months, you know, and learn as much as they can and get comfortable. And then if they feel, you know, maybe they feel more confident, you know, after talking and realizing, you know, that, hey, this is, you know, someone there, or maybe they just really don't want to do it, but they feel that maybe it's the better thing. And maybe they meet someone who's done it, or they've talked and they go, you know what, hey, maybe this really is best, you know, it's, they don't have to feel like they've wasted anyone's time, you know, by coming in and talking with you guys. And that's what I wanted to get across where if someone, I always say, you don't know what you don't know. So make the phone call, spend the time. Nobody's going to be upset with you. If you take 10 meetings and 10 hours of someone's time and then say, you know what, this isn't something I want to do They're You guys are fine with that. 
So absolutely, yeah. That's that's what we are here for. Um, we know that a lot of people aren't familiar with the exact process of adoption and what it looks like, especially with the semi-open and open plans nowadays. And so we want people to call us and let us walk them through this process, let us teach them about what it could look like so that they can make an informed and educated decision. And then they can feel good about the decision that they make in the end. Wow. Well, that's like I said before, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Hard, gut-wrenching work. So thank God it's not me. Um, don't know that I could do it. So I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you giving us some time. This has been educational for me. We'll Hopefully we can help, you know, even if we can just help one person, I think we've made, you know, a difference here. So next month is the big month, you know, for everybody to know. So hopefully we can spread the word. Yes. Thank you for that. We appreciate you guys having us so much. Awesome. Thank you for making the time. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good. All right.